here tonight with me um yeah we're just doing a little bit of uh talking sports with me jay swag obviously that's the name of the show we uh are continuing the trend here of nba talk because the season is coming to close very soon here seems like it may be Sooner rather than later as well, the way things are going in the finals. But yeah, we're going to talk about the 2020 NBA Finals. They're not over yet as of recording. It is Wednesday, October 7th. Um, it's 3-1. Lakers lead 3-1. Uh, Lakers lead the Miami Heat. 3-1 in the finals. They just won last night to go up 3-1. Um, and probably the closest slash best game of the series so far. Um <clears throat> the Heat got Bam out of bio last back last night and he uh started, got his starting place back. He didn't have a minutes restriction. Um he he looked pretty good. Um he looked like his normal self, but he did get into foul trouble uh fairly early on. Uh so he didn't get to play a whole lot. Um and it is something I've noticed uh that happened in game one and that happened a bunch in the Boston series too, which I think is something in general that Bam needs to work on uh, over the summer is staying out of foul trouble, especially when it comes to getting into early foul trouble. I think I, I can't remember the last time I watched a, a heat game in this postseason where he didn't have two fouls in the first quarter, um, which is an issue because then you're having limited minutes in the first half and that can allow the opposing team to get up of ahead of you uh, and and build some distance between themselves and you, um, and then you know you come back in the third and after halftime and you're really trying to do a lot and typically he's able to help then obviously but I mean still when you're still getting into foul trouble it's just tough because then you know your team needs you late in the game. Um, if it's close, but anyways, so that's just something I noticed. Um, you know, he looked good. He looked fairly healthy. I mean, he didn't seem like he was wincing or anything like that. Um, again, no minutes restriction. So, and his play looked pretty good. Um, maybe a little bit hesitant on the offensive end to play more aggressive. Um, but that's understandable. Um, but no Goran Dragic still for the Heat, which I believe um, he's going to be out for the rest of the series, which is unfortunate um, and will probably spell the end of the season for the Heat, um, which is a real shame because I think if he was in the series, if he was playing, I think the series would be tied up 2-2 right now uh, going into Game 5 on Friday night. But <clears throat> unfortunately, these things happen. You know, um, it happens almost every year. 
um, you know, where, well, I mean, last year, both Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant down, went down in the finals. So that gave the Raptors uh, their path to winning. Um, you know, there's been times where on the Cavs, like Kevin Love has been injured um, a bunch during the finals or um, like Draymond Green getting ejected um, a couple years back for the flagrant fouls. Um, you know, there's, there's always something, some aspect of luck that goes into the finals, um, and any, any series, um, because, you know, obviously these are the two best teams. They made it this far, um, and they proved that, you know, by beating three other teams to get here. Um, that being said, when you make it into the finals, it is, you know, 98% talent and skill and, and heart and, you know, fight. But there is, I think that, you know, there is definitely some aspect of luck of like, you know, what are the odds that in game one, Dragic suffers a plantar fasciitis injury in his foot and Bam Adebayo suffers a neck and shoulder injury and don't forget that Jimmy Butler tweaked his ankle in that game, too. Luckily, it wasn't anything serious. Uh, but that could have been literally the three best players all out in the first game. Um, just by just pure happenstance. Just pure luck, but bad luck. Um, and then luckily for the Lakers, they haven't had any uh, injuries or, or issues with, with health um, like that. But anyways... Um, <clears throat> That being said, let's just dive right into it here. Uh, so like I said, the Los Angeles Lakers are leading the Miami Heat 3-1 to currently in the NBA Finals. Um, so far through the series, um, LeBron is averaging 28-11-9, and Anthony Davis is averaging 26-9-3. And, um, and Anthony Davis's shooting splits are 61-55-100. Um, so there's only a, you know... There's the infamous 50-40-90 club, which is, you know, typically for the regular season, if you can do 50% field goal percentage, 40% three-point percentage, and 90% free throws. That's like upper echelon, really good shooting, um, pretty exclusive, rare club to be in. Um, so 50-40-90, and AD is at 61-55-100. Uh, so he's just... There and then some in those splits for the series. Um, you know, part of that has to do with the fact that two of the game, well, two and a half of the games really, um, Bam Adebayo wasn't playing and guarding him. And I'm not saying that would drop those numbers significantly, but it definitely would drop them. But he would probably then at that point probably be closer still to 50, 40, 90. Um, and then for the Heat, uh, their two best players right now are Jimmy Butler, averaging 28, 8, and 10, and uh, Tyler Hero, averaging 17, 5, and 3. Uh, for the Lakers, their shooting splits as a team are 46, 36, 80. Um, again, that's field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free throw percentage. Um, and then for the Heat, they are at 47, 35. Um, oh, I didn't get their free throw percentage. That's unfortunate. Um, but so they're, 
at the end of the day, they're basically almost dead even with the Lakers. I mean, both teams, uh, their pace is 93.7, so they're dead even. Um, the Lakers are averaging 111.5 points per game, whereas the Heat are only averaging 105.8. Um, so Lakers outscoring them by an average of six points. Um, you know, I think they won game one by 18, game two by 11, and then they lost game three by, I think, like eight or 10. And then they won last night by like six or eight points. I think it was eight points. Um, so overall, it is a closer series than it seems. I mean, when you hear three to one, you're like, oh, wow, Lakers are really running away with it. And while they may be running away with it, so to speak, I, I mean, all signs are pointing towards them winning the championship at this point. Um the Heat are really putting up a good fight, and they're playing as hard as they can, and um, you know they're just they're doing what they can with what they have. Again, they didn't have Bam Adebayo, arguably their best player, for two and a half games. Um, they didn't. They haven't had Goran Dragic for the past three games, three and a half games, really. Um, so they've been having to rely rely extremely heavily on Jimmy Butler and then any of their other role players to kind of help bail them out, um, which unfortunately just hasn't gone very well for them. Jimmy Butler is the only reason that this hasn't been any sweep. Um, he absolutely went off in game three uh, for that 40-point triple-double, um, which has only been done, I think, three times uh, in NBA history in the finals. Um and he just like completely carried the team on his back for that game. Um, and then last night in the game, he did. He wasn't as aggressive offensively, which I think definitely hurt them. Um, but you know, Tyler Hero, Duncan. Well, Duncan Robinson shot pretty well, but Tyler Hero didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Adebayo didn't shoot great. Um, again, no Dragic, so that hurt them. Um, Kelly Olynyk didn't shoot very well. Uh, Jay Crowder didn't shoot the ball well. So they unfortunately were not able to hang around with the Lakers in that game. But um, yeah, it, it really, I mean, there's definitely differences and there's places where the Lakers are just better and um, are outplaying the Heat. But then there's places where the Heat can make small adjustments and, and play better um, and make this more of a series. Um, so let's like let's, let's let's look into this. Let's kind of break this down. Let's dive into this um, again. As you know, in the show, I kind of like to look a lot at statistics. Um, so we're gonna do a fair amount of that tonight, um, plus a little bit of like feel and thinking, and just like how I think things have gone just from watching, you know, um, the the series so far. I've watched, you know, all four games. Um, but yeah, so let's get into it. So right now, LeBron and Anthony Davis are just completely carrying the Lakers. I mean, they have all season and they have pretty much all postseason. We all kind of knew that. Um, but it's just even more so, I think, now in the finals. Um, the two of them are shooting a combined 57.4% from the field. 45.5% from three-point range and 86% from the free-throw line. 
while the rest of the team is shooting a combined 38% field goal percentage, 33.8% from three, and 77.8% from free throw. So really, when you look at it, LeBron and AD are playing efficiently, effectively, and just better than the rest of their team. I mean, they're shooting nearly 20% better from the field, um, 8% better from three-point line, and uh, 8% better from the uh, from the free throw line. Um, so they're they're just they're they're not getting a whole lot from their supporting cast, but they're getting enough to make differences in the game. Um, but like LeBron and AD have combined to score 48% of the Lakers points in the finals so far. Um, so they've scored, I think the Lakers have scored around, like, let's say they're around 400 points. LeBron and AD have combined for like 190 points. Um, so they definitely, you know, when you look at the team, they play probably what they have. They're starting five, and you got Caruso, Rondo, Morris, Kuzma. Um, those are probably the four main guys coming off the bench, right? Yeah, so that's nine people. And so two of them are nearly outscoring the rest of the seven. Um, which again is not a huge shocker for this team. We all knew that was going to happen with the amount of, you know, tools that they traded to the Pelicans for Anthony Davis, um, and just how they both play. You know, we know it's not going to be a whole lot from everyone else, but it's just astounding. Really, it's just impressive, and just it's wild when you just really look at it by the numbers of how much they really are doing, just the two of them, and carrying this team to a championship. Um, the biggest thing, uh, one of the biggest things I think that's killing the heat is the Lakers are out rebounding them 183 to 149. Um, and that's a big difference. And again, part of that is the fact that Adebayo has, you know, really only played one full game so far in this series and he's their leading rebounder, uh, throughout the regular season and in the conference finals, he was as well. Um, and I think throughout all the, the postseason. Um, and so that's a big difference. You know, they, and it was interesting too in game one, when Adebayo went down, the Heat kind of, for whatever reason, decided to not really go big after that. And they were having mostly Jay Crowder and Andre Iguodala switch on and off between Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis. And it just wasn't working. Um, they just, I don't know, for whatever reason, they just kind of refused to play Kelly Olynyk or um, Myers Leonard, which I thought was really interesting. But they made the adjustment then for games two and three by starting Olynyk and giving Myers Leonard um, some minutes throughout the games as well, which definitely helped because, you know, Kelly Olynyk is a very talented offensive player. He's definitely lacking defensively, but... He did provide a nice boost for them offensively that uh, Iguodala and Crowder hadn't really given them in game one. Um, and that definitely that definitely helped them out. But 
that being said, Anthony Davis is just having his way in this series, really. Um, and LeBron is averaging, you know, 11 rebounds a game as well. Um, you know, you got Kuzma and Morris up there getting good rebounds for them. Rondo's getting a bunch of rebounds for them. Um, and the interesting thing, too, is the Lakers are also winning the offensive rebound battle uh, 46 to 21. So they have more than double the offensive rebounds. Um, I didn't I didn't write down their uh, second chance points, but I mean, you imagine it's going to be fairly similar uh, to being about double what the Heat have. Um, and the biggest thing there is, I don't know if it's just that the Lakers are trying harder on the offensive glass or if it's just a little bit of luck too, but um, it just seems like a lot of offensive rebounds are just a lot of back taps from smaller guys like Caruso and Rondo. Um, Morris has done a good job on the offensive glass. And then obviously, you know, Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis are, are doing well there as expected. But some of the Lakers guards um, are, are doing a, a really good job of just getting into the right positioning um, and getting the offensive rebounds uh, from, you know, stealing them from the Heat players. Uh, not as much last night with Adebayo being back, but there were still several times where, you know, Rondo had, a, I think, two or three offensive rebounds. Mark Markeith Morris had, I think, two or three offensive rebounds. Um, Anthony Davis had a couple. So they're definitely, you know, they're averaging 10, 11, like 11 and a half offensive rebounds a game, which is pretty wild. Um, so that's something that the Heat definitely need to look to try to eliminate and get back, you know, some of those rebounds um, and kind of even that out. I mean, you saw in game three when the Heat won, obviously Jimmy Butler shooting 73% from the field, 40 points and getting a triple-double is going to help a lot. But they won the rebounding uh, matchup in that game. They out-rebounded the Lakers. That's the only game they have, and that's the only game that they've won. Uh, and that's a huge reason. And you heard Jimmy Butler talking about that in the post-game uh, interview with Rachel Nichols. Um, and he was saying, you know, we won because we rebounded better. And that's how we're going to win the series is if we rebound, out rebound them and, and do better on the glass. Um, which unfortunately, you know, they weren't able to do last night. Um, we'll see how they bounce back in game five um, on multiple avenues. But, you know, that's a big thing. I think that's one of the keys that the Heat need to focus on for game five uh, and forward is, is, you know, eliminating the offensive rebounds uh, as much as you can. And, and um, you know, they need to then try to go and, and get some offensive rebounds um, and, and, you know, kind of sky in for some of those rebounds and try to steal them away from, from Anthony Davis or, or LeBron or someone like that. Um, because the Lakers have shown that that, that helps. Uh, and especially when you get second chance points, I'd say probably 50% of the time, you're going to end up getting fouled too. If you're down low and you snatch the offensive rebound, you just go right back up with it. Odds are someone's probably going to jump up with you. And like I said, probably a 50, 50 shot that they foul you on your way up. So that's a key that, you know, the heat need to try to work on, which is interesting though, because the heat are, you know, 
I want to say dominating, but really getting to the line a lot more than the Lakers are. Um, you know, for a while there last night, Jimmy Butler had more free throw attempts than the entire Lakers team. They only had like, I think three or four, maybe five in the first half. And the heat were up over, I think close to like 15. Um, so they're consistently getting to the free throw line more, which is definitely good. And that's something they need to keep doing the heat do, um, you know, try to keep getting Anthony Davis in foul trouble, um, try to get to the line more and, and, you know, but get those offensive rebounds. That's going to be key for them. Um, another thing that I've noticed too, for the Lakers, that's going well is their role players <clears throat> are doing, are they're they're outplaying the Heat role players and their and their bench players. the The Lakers bench is just destroying the Heat bench um, in all aspects. Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier the the shooting splits for the Lakers minus LeBron and AD, um, and it's not great splits for them, but it's still enough, and it's still more, and they're producing more than the Heat. Uh, you know, counterparts are, um, you know, specifically the Lakers, I'm talking KCP, I'm talking, uh, Alex Caruso, Rondo and Kuzma. I'm talking those guys. Um, Danny Green isn't doing anything for them. Dwight Howard isn't going to do a whole lot offensively for them. He, he has been, I mean, he hasn't played a whole lot, uh, in the series, but, um, Morris has had some really good games for them too, uh, offensively. But when you look at the Heat, you know it's really been a lot of Jimmy Butler, um, and you know they 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 need like I don't know Tyler Hero and Kelly Olynyk. I think are just being relied upon too much now for their roles, for what they were used to, I should say, because. <clears throat> Um, they both were bench players, um, coming into the finals, but then with injuries, were both forced into the starting lineups, uh, which then took basically two people off of the bench that they had as, as, you know, adrenaline shots to now you're having to rely more on Andre Iguodala for offense or, um, you know, Myers Leonard for offense or, um, you know, really that was it because they had Solomon Hill in and out for a little bit. They have Myers Leonard in, in, in and out for a little bit. Um, Derek Jones Jr. for a little bit, but they, they're not really, they're just really in there to provide rest, you know, a couple minutes of rest for, for those other guys. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just the Lakers role players are just really playing a lot better. They're hitting better, bigger shots. Um, they're hitting more of their open threes. Um, the Heat just like it seemed. It seems like they can't hit an open three, um, which is you know an issue for them. And this especially is just weird because they were, I think, the second or third best three point shooting team in the league coming into the postseason. Um, so they definitely lost a little bit of that magic. But they need their role players to to play better if they want to win this series. Uh, and specifically, you know, if we look at Tyler Hero, I think he's been a big focal point here. Um, he's definitely been a big point of um, criticism for the Heat, 
which I think obviously part of it is definitely fair and understandable and justified. But part of it isn't, though, because people forget, you know, A, this kid's 20 years old. He was in high school two years ago, and now he's starting in the NBA Finals against LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Um, and he also came off the bench the entire season up until uh, game two and through now where Dragic has been out, so he's been coming in you know, as a starter now as their starting point guard. Um, but, you know, so that's been a little bit of a, a, a shock to the system for him. Um, but it, it's just, you know, he's, he, that's just not, he's not good in that role. I think, I think he's a good, he was really right in his pocket when he was coming off the bench, either playing alongside of, uh, Dragic or maybe playing a little bit, uh, you know, to give him some rest, but he wasn't relied so heavily upon to create offense and to, to, to run plays for them. Um, he just kind of struggles with that. He's not making great decisions with the ball in his hands. He's not taking great shots, um, you know, making bad passes, um, yeah, just like ill-advised shots, just stuff like that. Where again, you know, he's a rookie. He's just getting used to his first season in the NBA. Now he's thrust into a, a starting spot in the NBA Finals. He's the youngest player to ever start in the NBA Finals. You know, um, so it's just a lot. Um, but it, it, you know, it's show it, it's showing that he's definitely just got some nerves going. Um, and he, but he's also not used to this much you know, being relied upon this heavily because in the finals right now, his shooting splits are 38, 32, 79, which are not good. They're not terrible, but they're definitely not good compared to in the conference finals against a very talented Celtics team uh, where he was guard being guarded by either Marcus Smart or Jalen Brown. Uh, mind you, he's his splits were at 52, 35, 100. Uh, so huge difference there. You know, he's shooting 14 points lower from the field, three points lower from three point range, which is not that bad, but then 21 points lower uh, from free throws. So it's, you know, it's hard to say because we're not in his mind. So we don't know how much of it is just the yips and, and is nervous and, um, you know, and how much of it is he's just in a slump and how much of it is also just, he's not used to having to do this much. So, um, you know, when he was in his role off the bench, he was relied more upon, I think where it was like, Hey, you're coming in to kind of score and give us some offense off the bench. Um, you know, cause either Dragic is on the bench and he's a big provider for them or Duncan Robinson is on the bench. So we need a shooter on the floor, uh, something like that. Whereas now it's like he's needed to more create offense and create shots for other players on the floor, but he's not used to doing that. And that's not necessarily his play style. And so he's just doing what he knows, which is trying to create offense for himself, but um, it's just not going as well. And, you know, he's also going up against either, you know, 
defensive great Rajon Rondo, defensive great Danny Green, defensive great, you know, LeBron James driving into the lane against Anthony Davis or Dwight Howard. It's just like the Lakers are already one of the best defensive teams in the NBA right, you know, this year. But then on top of that, it's, you know, a Tyler Hero who's out of his comfort zone, out of his usual role, being forced to do more, and is just, you know, nervous. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, um, yeah, that that's something that's definitely been a, a big sore spot for the Heat. Um, so they're going to need him to kind of, I don't know, figure that out. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think the Heat are coming back from this. It's 3-1. It's only ever happened once in history um, where a team has been down 3-1 and then come back to win the finals. I'm not expecting it to happen here, especially if Dragic is out for the rest of the series. Um, so I think there are definitely a lot of the stuff that I'm going over, I think are changes that the Heat can make to come back. Um, but this is one where I think it's just, this is just, it's nerves. It's It's a new, bigger, it's the biggest stage heroes ever played on it's brand new to him so you know i'm just i'm not expecting that to be something that they can fully fix just with you know looking at film uh that being said um i think another thing the heat can work on to kind of try to improve their chances um i think they need to play myers leonard more um i mean especially if they if the Lakers play Dwight Howard more, but I don't think that's going to happen because the Heat have kind of figured out how to take Dwight out of the equation. Um, after game one, they kind of figured out, you know, A, let's not use the zone anymore so he's not as valuable for them on offense, but also, um, you know, they just have been playing Anthony Davis better defensively um, and just the lineups they've been running have kind of made it not necessary for Dwight Howard to be in the game or worth it. Um, but that being said, I still think they need to play Myers Leonard more, especially in a game like last night where Kelly Olenek is definitely not super reliable on the defensive end. Um, and so when he's in there to create more offense and his shots are just not going down and it's not working and he's becoming a liability, Put in Myers Leonard. He's another seven-footer who can shoot the ball well. People forget that he was a huge role on the Portland Trailblazers who made it to the conference finals last year, and he was averaging like 17-9 for them in that, you know, on that team. Uh, he can shoot the three well. Um, and I think he's a more aggressive player defensively uh, who can help them be more of a rim protector and play a little harder defensively um, in, in lieu of Kelly Olenek, um, or Olenek, whatever. So I think they need to bump my, give Myers Leonard some more time on the court. Um, because I think in games two and three, when they played him, he had effective minutes and he played well. Um, and he definitely helped neutralize Dwight Howard a lot better than Olenek could. Um, so I think they need to rely on him more in a little bit. Uh, again, if I think they definitely go to Olenek first off the bench, you know, for Adebayo or in tandem with Adebayo. Um, but if it just doesn't seem to be working out, if he's not seeming to do too great, or if you need to give someone rest, 
throw Myers Leonard in there a little bit. That's just one of the things that's annoying me about the Heat this season or this series. But again, just in general with the NBA, I think I talked about this last time. Maybe I didn't, but it just seems like all these teams are playing eight or nine guys for a game, and that's it. Like you, you have thirteen people available on your roster um, to play in a game, and to just leave four or five of them on the bench just the entire time, I just feel like is not valuable. I mean, I get it; it's the playoffs, so like your starters are just going to play majority of the game. Like you know, Jimmy Butler's averaging like forty-one minutes a game, um, but like I don't know. There's just it's a double-edged sword because they're going to get exhausted. They're going to get gassed, and that's when injuries start happening. Um, and that's when bad decision-making starts happening. So I think, you know, I don't know. I know that there's, you know, that he don't really have another player to come in for Jimmy Butler and do what he does. But, like, for someone like Bam Adebayo, if he's in foul trouble or he needs rest – you have guys like Kelly Olenek. You have guys like Myers Leonard. Udonis hat. I mean, I get it. He's in the, you know, he's like forty years old, but he's still a body that you can put out there and just, you know, I don't know. Maybe this is why I'm not a coach, but it's just something that's interesting to me that, you know, I, I think a I think over the summer the Heat may look to adjust their bench a little bit because. Haslam is just, I, I, I can't remember if he even played at all in the regular season. He's just more there as a veteran locker room position. So he just needs to, I think, retire and come on as, you know, on the coaching staff. Um, stop taking up a roster spot for them, honestly. Um, but then, you know, you got guys like Tarek Jones Jr., Solomon Hill, um, there's a couple other guys who like I don't need I I've never even heard their names before that are on their bench but they're on the roster and they just never play, um. But I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just talking about my butt. But anyways, I think the Heat need to play Myers Leonard more. I think that I think that will help them. Um. Yeah. Um. The, the something for the Lakers to improve on, which I mean, you know, they're already three and one in the series. They're one win away from the championship, uh, so they don't have a whole lot they need to worry about. But one thing though that they do need to keep their eye on, uh, especially if they don't want to throw this series away, is their turnovers. Uh, they are they have fifty five turnovers in the series compared to only forty for the Heat. Um. So that's definitely a problem spot for the Lakers, uh, especially LeBron James. He had, I think, eight turnovers in game three, and then I think he had another six last night. Um, just kind of careless with the ball, uh, especially in trans- not, well, yeah, in transition when they're setting up their offense. That's when the Heat are really able to get a lot of steals. Um, obviously, we saw when... You know, last night when the Heat were kind of fronting Anthony Davis when he was posting up, the Lakers just couldn't figure out how to pass the ball to him, and they just kept throwing the ball out of bounds. Um, so the Lakers need to figure that out. I'm sure they're probably today and tomorrow in practice. They are running a lot of those plays where it's like, hey, let's have someone front Anthony Davis on def- on defense and get the ball to him in the post and don't throw it out of bounds. 
I'm sure they're running a lot of plays like that. Um, but just, yeah, their transition office can't offense can be deadly. Um, but it can also really shoot them in the foot because that's when they can either make a lot of careless passes, um, or just be lazy with the ball and, and turn it over. Um, so they definitely want to look for that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think that that's kind of all I have written down, uh, especially statistically, for what's kind of happened so far in this series. Again, I think the biggest takeaways are uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are two of the top five players in the NBA, um, and they're showing it in this series. Um, the Heat, you know, are playing a darn good series for having two of their top three players out of the equation, uh, with injuries. Um, those are really the biggest takeaways, but outside of that, it's just the heat need to rebound better. The Lakers need to turn the ball over less and the heat need more from their role players. That's really it. Um, you know, I mean, the title of this episode is what do the Heat have to do or what can they do to beat the Lakers? Uh, they need to rebound more. They need to out-rebound the Lakers. And they need uh, they need their, their role players to do better. So they need Hero to shoot the ball better. They need Duncan Robinson to get more involved and shoot the ball more. Uh, they need <clears throat> Jay Crowder to hit, hit, hit his shots. He's missing a lot of open threes. And the other thing I've noticed too about the Heat, which is very frustrating to watch and just confusing, is that team gets to the rim so well and so often, but so many of those times they won't shoot it. Like the amount of times I've seen Jimmy Butler get to the rim, but then pass it out or you know, Tyler Hero, drive to the basket and have a good look, but pass it out. So many players on that team do a great job of getting to the rim and a great job of getting past their man on defense and getting into the paint and having a decent, if not good look, but they just don't take it and they pass it out. I don't know if it's just, you know, they're a little too selfless. They're trying to get their other teammates involved too much. Um, or if they're just nervous and not confident in their shots, but whatever it is, they really need to work on improving that and doing better at that because it's, it really is just confusing of watching them so many times get right to the rim, but then immediately pass it out. Um, you know, you've heard Mark Jackson, I think a lot has talked about a lot in the finals um, where Jimmy Butler needs to drive with the intention of scoring more. Uh, so many times he'll drive to the basket with the intention of passing it out um, that either a he'll get called for a charge or B he'll just throw the ball away and turn it over. Um, so they need to, they need to shoot the ball more. They need to be more aggressive and, and go for those finishes at the rim. I know that Anthony Davis is one of the best rim protectors in the league. Um, but you know, he's not going to block every single shot that you take at him at the rim. So, you know, be brave, be courageous, go at Anthony Davis, go at Dwight Howard, go at the rim, try to finish, 
yeah, you're going to get some of your shots blocked, but you're going to get fouled a bunch too. And you're just also going to make some shots as well. Um, so I think that's something that the Heat need to to focus on as well uh, throughout the rest of the series if they want to uh, if they want to win. Um, and then the other thing that's just interesting that I thought of when I was kind of preparing for this episode and just throughout the series as I've watched is the biggest I think discussion right now uh, for the Lakers or for the series really is who's going to win Finals MVP. If the Lakers win, if they win like they're expected to at this point. Who wins finals MVP? Is it LeBron or is it Anthony Davis? I think if you looked at the first two games, you'd say it was Anthony Davis. Um, and I think, But I think if you look at the series as a whole, I personally think there's no way you can go against LeBron. Um, I mean, like I said, right now he's averaging 28, 11, and 9 in the series. Um, and he's shooting, like I think, 55% from the field. Um, so... He, uh, my question is, and I, I tweeted this out as well, is what does Anthony Davis have to average in the finals? And let's just say, let's just say I'm taking this from a fresh start kind of series, not like what does he have to average for the rest of the series? Because there's very likely only going to be one more game, maybe two. Um, so like if we're coming into the series for game one, through the series, what does Anthony Davis have to average? What does he have to do to win finals MVP over LeBron? Because I think part of it comes to just, you know, there is a relative media bias towards LeBron. And so he's going to most likely win finals MVP because he's LeBron James. Um, But there is something to be said for Anthony Davis and what he's contributed to this team as well and what he can do and what he has done so far in the finals. Um, and this isn't a slight at LeBron. <laughs> I got a very um, emotional, I guess you could say. Well, I won't say emotional. A heated response on Twitter. Uh, so I, I, I said, I just put the question out there. I said, what does Anthony Davis have to average um, to win finals MVP over LeBron James? My, I said, does he have to average 40, 15, and 5? Um, and someone responded saying, you say this like LeBron isn't, uh, beating Anthony Davis in every statistic. And I was like, no, that's not my intention at all. I wasn't saying that I was just making the argument that LeBron is doing very well as he usually does in this series. So what would it take for someone to have to get finals MVP over him? Like how good does this, does this person have to be to get finals MVP over LeBron? Um, I'm not taking anything away from him or his game or what he's done for this series or trying to say, oh, like he doesn't deserve it. Cause I think he does. I think he's played a better series. I think he's been more pivotal and crucial to the Lakers in this series. I think he's the best player in the NBA and the best player in this series. Um, but like, I'm just curious, you know, if LeBron averaged what he's averaging now, so let's say, at the end of the day, the Lakers win the championship. Throughout the series, LeBron averages 28, 11, and 9. <clears throat> what does Anthony Davis then have to average for him to win finals MVP and not LeBron? Like just like I said 40, 15, and 5, but I still don't even know then if he would get it. Um 
because it's just LeBron is so well rounded. But it's just tough because like so is Anthony Davis, you know? Like he's definitely doing a lot more for them defensively than LeBron is. Um you know, you look at LeBron, he's averaging more points, rebounds, and assists than Anthony Davis, but Anthony Davis is averaging more uh steals and blocks. He's shooting better from field goal, three point, and free throw percentage. He's shooting better than him. Um, he's turned the ball over less. He has a higher effective field goal percentage. Um, he has, like I said, done a lot better defensively um, and protected the rim really well for them. Um, you know, so it's like there's intangibles as well. It's not just statistically, oh, who's scoring the most points? Um, so it's just, you know, Anthony Davis is making his mark on this series as well. And obviously, I think if you take either one of them off this team, they're not nearly as good. But I think at the end of the day, LeBron is going to get finals MVP, uh, which I think will be well-deserved. But that's just a testament to his greatness and what he's doing that, A, his teammate can average 26-9-3 on 61-55-100 shooting splits and not win finals MVP. But B, I also was talking about this on Twitter. Last night, LeBron had, I think, 28, 12, and 8 in the game with six turnovers, and it felt like he had an off game. Like, who else do you know can have an off game but get 28, 12, and 8? Uh, it's just wild. Um, he's continually showing. You know, he's in, year he's in year 17. LeBron is in year 17 in the NBA. He's 35 years old. And he's about to gentlemen sweep his way through the entire postseason to a championship. That's just wild. You don't see anyone else doing that. He's now also, I saw, he's now in the top 10 for every single playoff statistic that is measured. Games played, points scored, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, three-pointers made, um... What else was there? Free throws made, field goals attempted, field goals made. Every single uh, statistic you can think of that's tracked for the postseason, he's in the top 10 for. It's wild. Um, it, yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, so that that's overall, that's what I have to say. That's what I think. That's what That's what the Heat need to do if they want to have a chance at winning the series. That's what the Lakers need to do if they want to put the series away. That's what Anthony Davis has to do to win finals MVP over LeBron. LeBron James is the best player in the NBA. The end. That's it. That's our show. Um, make sure you're following on socials. Twitter is STWScast. Instagram and Facebook are both Sports Talk with Swag. You can write an email to sportstalkwithswag at gmail.com. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, um, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, um, all of those good, good things. Um, leave a rating where you can. Make sure you follow or subscribe where you can so you can be updated whenever new um episodes go live make sure you are following and like the facebook page because we go live there every wednesday night and do a live video live stream of the episodes so you can be part of them and leave comments and chat with me um 
But yeah, outside of that, I want to thank you guys for listening and hanging out with me. And I will see you in the next episode. Peace. Thank you.